now it says that recording started it's doing all the things that I would expect it to do when it's working and it hasn't done any of the things I would expect it to do when it isn't working That's so where every week no it's not every week i do this every time it's the podcast where every episode i am joined by a guest to talk about an issue of alpha flight and this time i've been joined by sarah sarah could you introduce yourself to the listeners okay i've been trying to figure out what to say here because i'm not really in the comic book business like all your other guests except the ones that you are married to (laughs) or have birthed um so yeah i'm not really a creator i haven't really got any product to push or anything so and certainly i can't claim any level of critical expertise in the medium of team superhero comic books because i never read them but i'm going to do my best so yes hello I'm Sarah Harris, long-time reader and enjoyer of comics reporting for Julie. Yes, and Mr. definitely Gerson. not the grand dame of comics. No, no, great, great dame. Great. <laughs> the great dane? <laughs> that's much worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, thanks for coming on. Um, before I sort of made you come on here, it felt a little <laughs> bit like bullying through pity. Um, I'm discovering yeah. that pity is a great motivator to get other people to do stuff. Um, uh, what did you know about Alpha Flight and what was your history with them? Um, kind of like nothing at all, like, like properly nothing, surprisingly nothing, <laughs> because I'm fairly sure that before I heard you mention the first time I ever heard the words Alpha Flight, I think, in my whole life, was when you were probably a guest on Awesome Comics podcast and i think you said that you're reading reading it or you're rereading them or something and i'm like okay i don't know what that is um but before that i am certain that i'd never even i didn't even know that this comic book existed which is really weird because in the late 80s when it was coming out i was in comic shops a lot and i was buying a lot of comics so i don't understand how i managed to completely miss it that I can explain that actually, because if it was the late eighties, okay. there is a note at the very last, at the bottom of this comic, which says that starting from the next issue, yeah, the direct market is thing, going yeah, only to that. It's interesting, isn't it? So it would have been harder to get hold of. Uh, yeah, but I was, but I was in direct markety type shops. Yeah, I guess so. You know, so it's, yeah. It's I mean, I know it would have been, been on. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, I was just to say, I know it wouldn't have been the sort of book that was on my radar to actually buy, because yeah. like, but there were lots of other teen books that were out at the same time, like your X Men's and your West Coast Avengers and Teen Titans and Justice League, and, and I was, I knew that they all existed. I just knew that I didn't want to read them, so I don't, I don't know how I missed it. It's it's one of those books which people seem to either be really into or have totally glossed over. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, which is sad because it's you know Canada. I love Canada. I probably would have liked. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the most Canadian of the comics, apart from the ones made in Canada. It, it, it certainly is. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I, I I even made I, I even to to work out how I managed to miss it. I went onto Mike's Amazing World of Comics website and looked at all the comics that came out in this month. It's yeah. the same month that this came out to work out what I did buy. 
So like looking at all the covers to try and remember what comics I ignored this year yeah. for. And I looked and I reckon I bought Alien Legion, Batman, Daredevil, Doctor Fate, Elfquest, Swamp Thing, Strange Tales, Silver Surfer, Elric and the Vanishing Tower. I remember that well. A Watchman 12 came out this month as well. So I think that's what I bought instead. But what I didn't buy came out the same month, which really depressed me, is I didn't buy the number one of like the brand new Doom Patrol. That came out this month. That okay. I bought. I didn't buy but Martial Law number one because I was late getting onto that. And there was loads of really cool dark horse horror stuff that looks right up my alley that I didn't buy. So loads of good comics came out this month. Well, I don't know. It sounds like you've spent quite a lot of money already. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might have been well, a consideration. It's only about three a week. Anyway, but yeah. So sorry, I've never heard of um, Alpha, Alpha Flight. That's, you don't that's have to apologise to me. Question. You've got to apologise yeah. to the legions of Alpha <laughs> Flight fans. Out there. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, So uh, we are here today to talk about Alpha Flight number 51 It came Uh out in, uh, it's dated October 1987 Bill Mantlow wrote it, Jim Lee penciled it Uh, Wilch Potassio was the inker Janice Chang was the letterer, Bob Sharon was the colorist Carl Potts was the editor and Jim Shooter was the editor-in-chief So um, It's not Andy Yankis the one and, you talked about a lot. Andy Yankus. I think he stuck with John Byrne. I think right. when John Byrne left, Andy Yankus went with him. Um, I'm still haunted by the nightmare I had in where Andy <laughs> Yankus <laughs> berated well, Don't start having over. a nightmare about Bob Sharon as well, otherwise you just have all of them after <laughs> All of the Marvel colorists after me. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so could you... Uh, give a synopsis of what happens in this comic. I can. But before I do, I just want to say one thing yeah. is that I only bought this because I'd been listening to your podcast, your right. Alpha Plot Fight, as your kids call it, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> um, and I got so interested to see what all these people look like, this North Star and Aurora and Puck and Shaman and all this stuff. I picked yeah. this up because I saw it in a back issue bin for a quid, got all excited, got home, and none of them are in it. No. So that was that was a huge, huge letdown. This is but... the first issue. Uh, so <laughs> in, in 50, uh, Bill Mantlow finally writes out all of the original Alpha Flight. and this, and So we've got Who's Left. So well, you, ma- the you, you actually managed, still there. but uh, it, yeah, Sasquatch is still there, but it's a different Sasquatch because it's one Wanda Langowski rather than Walter. Sasquatch. Yeah. So yeah, so that was a bit of a shock. So I turned the page, and the first page says, "This is the new Alpha Flight," and I'm thinking, "I don't want the new Alpha Flight. I want the one he's been talking about for the last <laughs> couple of months." Anyway, so yeah, so this is the new Alpha Flight, and this is their home base. That's how it starts, and yeah. they're clearly in the middle of some sort of fight, or at least most of them are. You've got like sort of purple girl doing some sort of like rock star pose, and she's got her hands what? on her ears, being terrified of bullets. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, she's she's almost doing that sort of the Tory stance, isn't she, with her legs? There. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. You've got what's her name? Vindicator? Vindicator, Vindicator. She's like looks like she's doing some sort of gymnastics thing, yeah. doing this lovely, lovely pose up there. But the rest of them are actually taking the fight seriously. Oh, mannequin is very scared. He does look well. I mean, that appears to be a a, a theme. Yes, a bit of a work, isn't he? 
Um, anyway, so yes, yeah, so, and then you turn the page, you've got this, this lovely big splash page. So you've got sort of all the soldiers attacking them. Um, and it, it says here, it says Tamarin Island is under assault by land, sea and air. And they're right because, well, I don't know, can we see sea? Well, we there's can a pond, see but... the sea. We can't see anything. Yeah, I can't see any. Oh, no, there's, there's three tiny oh, boats. Oh, there they are. Which oh, yeah, could, the tiniest. Yeah. Because they're so small, they look like they could be waves. But no, I think they're, they're yeah. small boats. Or maybe they're, they're a long way away. They're not, I mean, they're not shooting or anything. And they're not really joining in much, are they? But but certainly we're under attack by at least land and, land and air. Yes. And I assumed, because on the cover, one of the soldiers has U.S. Army on his jacket. I assumed that this was the American Army. But it later turns out that it's not. I think that was just a boo-boo. I think oh, it... another boo boo on the cover. Mm. Purple girl in the cover box is a purple. I think they forgot to tell whoever coloured the cover that yeah. she's supposed to be purple. Yeah. She's. But I can tell it's her because she's got the same haircut, but and not purple. Earrings. She's a bit uh... like Sheena. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, and, yeah. So, the, the army page. is under attack. Tamarind. Yep. Yes. And it says here, the only resistance, this is the, the soldier sort of very full of himself, mm. is comes from a handful of so-called superheroes. And they're like, oh, our weapons are so much better. and We're going to beat them in no time and they can't hold out for long. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then it says the fulfillment of this prophecy seems inevitable, which I just made a note not to anybody who's ever seen any type of superhero thing ever. I mean, surely everybody knows that they're going to be able to beat them. But anyway, never mind. It's nice to see that the soldier's confident. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, next page, Vindicator's saying, oh, we can't just stand back and defend the base. We've got to take the fight to them. So off she goes. And then you've got Box, the robot dude, saying, but we can't leave the kids on their own. And and there's that lovely line. He's going, but Purple Girl, I promised your mom. Yeah. And she's going, no, off you go, off you go. We'll be fine. So they go off to do the fighting and leave Purple girl and mannequin behind to defend the uh, defend the base yes. and then which then I mean, we get to, sorry i just oh, yeah. want to say quickly they they're staying to defend the base their base is a massive old house and i can't see it yeah. anywhere <laughs> well no there's no real in- no. indication that there is anything in particular that they're defending other than some sort of woods maybe really. any of the pictures maybe jim lee drew it as if there wasn't not knowing there's supposed to be a house there. And then they just carried on writing it as if there was. Well, maybe he just couldn't be bothered to draw a house because yeah, he'd drawn all those tanks and all those soldiers. <laughs> it must have taken him ages. He's probably tired, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, and I really like Purple Girl's belt, by the way. I used to have a belt like that in the 80s. <laughs> so that's okay. really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's an important point. Um, but yeah, when we get to the next page, so so so... Heather? Her name's Heather, right? Heather, Heather yep. Heather yeah. Hudson. So she's like, she's, she's a bit worried. She's thinking, oh God, I hope it's not going to all mess up. I've left them on their own. Blah, blah. But then she starts thinking, and this is a classic bit of like, of the era, sort of like, I mean, it's not even dialogue because she's thinking it, but it's words that you would never, ever think in your own head, ever. And they're only there, obviously, for our benefit. Yeah, and she's she, so she's a bit she's saying oh purple girl's probably fine you know but then she's but but mannequin's ability to summon forth three other cells representing various stages of his evolutionary development makes him potentially more powerful and it's like you never think those words she already knows what his powers are she doesn't need to spell them out in her own head 
does she? But, but I know why yeah. they're doing it. Yeah. They're doing it. And, and, and as somebody who's just leapt in blind at issue 51, I'm finding it quite useful, all this, con- you know, continually repeating things that everybody who's reading this comic already knows. Well, yeah, so there's, there's a- that rule in comics, and, well, all media really, that it's better to show, not tell. Um, yes. But I really like it when they're constantly telling me. <laughs> it's it's, like it's okay if you're just reading one or you've had a month off. You know, if you're actually reading these when they're coming out, I mean, yeah. modern comics, sometimes, by the time a month's gone past, I'm lost when I get to the next one. And I, so, you know, some of them will do a little previously on paragraph at the front or something, won't they? Just yeah. to remind you what's going on. But most just leap you straight in and you're, and you're lost. So, so this I do appreciate. But when you're reading them, like, you know, if you're reading them in a trade or something, it must get really tedious. Like I read that, um, Dark Phoenix thing. Yeah. Saga. Yeah. Recently. And that was obviously, you know, from this kind of time. time and yeah. like, reading it all in one go is so tedious because they spend about four pages in each issue telling you what happened in the last issue. Yeah. Just over and over and over again and telling you what people's powers are. It's like, I know. It's a little um, bit if you yeah. read, uh, 2000 AD, a trade of a 2000 AD story. And because yeah. each like part of the story is only five pages. So every five pages, you'll then get a summary of what's happened already. Yeah. Um, and you just sort of get used to the rhythm. Uh, after a while that's true that's yeah. true but yeah going into it blind as i say it's really useful but it, you do end up with this really clunky dialogue and you think nobody in the right minds ever going to say those actual words um but yeah so i'm supposed to be synopsizing so off she's going she's she's fighting the uh the soldier dudes yeah. um and then the, the box robot guy sort of turns into a big wheel yes yeah, so and rolls around a bit yeah, he turns it, yes. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, you've described it. There's nothing more I can add to that. He turns himself into a wheel with guns. Um, yeah. yeah, and he kind of runs runs some of the soldiers over a little bit. Um, he's saying, oh, that was easy. Um, and then oh, he's going off to, to the uh, to the submarines now, which I still think is a bit mean because they haven't shot anybody yet. They're just sitting <laughs> there's just one. There's four of them in the boat, and one of them literally just points at him, and then he gets exactly. jumped on. Yeah. Yeah, gets absolutely obliterated, and they haven't, you know, they've they've just been peaceful spectators <laughs> up to this point. We should have approached this island at a beach rather than a cliff. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, then Sasquatch gives a little bit of a, a soliloquy in his mind about her about mind. This. Oh yeah. So well, I mean, is is it uh, when he's when she's. Well, she doesn't know, and that's that's what she's ruminating on. I don't know who I yeah. am, so I know she's like, oh, I've been, I've, what does she put? I've, I've given more workouts to more bodies than Jane Funder. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, and because Sasquatch's backstory to this point is so convoluted, hats off to Bill Mantlo. He's managed to boil it down into a very neat one panel story now yeah um with a lot of words on it but yeah so well this used to take a whole page to to describe how wanda got to where she is Um, and they finally figured out a way to just smash it all into one i'm not convinced that i completely follow all of it but i get the gist there's there's been a lot of complications and and now you're a lady that's basically it yeah yeah um and then she 
picks up a tank and throws it around a bit. Yep. And meanwhile, meanwhile, back at back at back at base, we've got um, our our younguns, Beta Flight. Beta Flight. I suppose yeah. are, are, they, are they the entirety of Beta Flight at this point? Just two people. Yeah, Is just those it? two. Yeah. Yeah. It okay, was and Alpha Flight. It was just three. Purple Girl until recently. So. Right. Yeah. Okay, so they're they're back. They're, they're, they're so they've just been shot at, and she's like mannequin down, and she sort of like wrestles into the floor so to get out of the way of the of the blast and he gets he gets a little bit um sort of like oh 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 and then he notices that she's she's got a little bit of blood on her and he's like oh my god you've been hit and she's like don't worry it's no big deal yeah. and um and she's like really cool about it yeah. uh and then all these soldiers run at them and she can do this like mind thing can't she like a daddy yes. yeah um like like doctor who um and so she's like oh they've all run up at me and they're close enough to me now that i can i can do the mind thing and he's like but you've not done it with this many people before and she's like well i'm gonna give it a go and she does and it works and so they all yeah instead of coming at them they all sort of form a circle around them but facing out the other way and start shooting at their uh at their colleagues and she shouts join um, the purple generation which is probably she a reference does, to something yeah. i don't know what it's a reference to though is it nothing, something to do with Prince? That's what. That's the new power generation, and that was after this, wasn't oh, it? Right. New power generation. Oh, but was he did like. Oh, uh, but he 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 was into purple as well. Actually, yeah, you're right. It's a bit early for Prince. Maybe this is where he got it from. Look, I, I'm I'm definitely putting together some theories about Alpha Flight being the central point for the next <laughs> twenty years of the culture. So. Okay. Well, there you go. So You've he, got... Uh, Prince was definitely reading this, and that's what he got into of purple because of Purple Girl. Yeah. Yeah, and the, yeah, this whole join the something something generation. It's just it had been a while since he read it, and he couldn't remember exactly what she said. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and he's thinking she's got powers, new power gen. Yeah, it all makes perfect sense. Anyway, so she's she's sort of mind controlling all these soldiers, and then. Uh, He's like, yeah, but does it work against aircraft? Because obviously she needs to be in quite close proximity to somebody for this thing to work. Mm-hmm. So this aeroplane comes in at them and she can't, she can't sort of do anything with them at that distance. And, uh, so then, uh, they shoot some more boom, boom stuff. I'm not very good with <laughs> That's right. Boom, stuff. boom stuff anyway. is fine. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the technical um, term for, uh, what the Canadian Army has. Boom, yes, boom. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they get mannequin what's his real name uh, wit, wit. wit i can't remember yeah. his second name uh, no and um yeah because she jumps over and she goes wit and i thought it was just like some weird thing that <laughs> says i realized at that point there was his name um but yeah so he's been hit and um he's got all sort of black oily stuff all over his arm and he's a, this is the point at which like i just lose all respect for him and he's like oh the pain i think i'm gonna die and he's being a complete worse <laughs> and she's like oh stop it you know it takes control you're panicking you know this is just dot 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 which you know that later on you realize what she was going to say but at this point you don't know what she's going to say so she's just basically telling him to to snap out of it and stop yeah. being hysterical um and then they say that purple kid's power is transmitted by scent, and I don't know how they work that out. I, I mean, I don't. Been I, I mean, oh, okay, all right then. And they're like, well, in that case, the first lot of soldiers should have had We're gas masks. Yeah. 
Yeah. Stupid people. <laughs> so it's then steal all the helmets, she'll be unable to take over our minds and blah, 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 blah. And then they say, what about her boyfriend? And he goes, well, that geek, he's too scared to do anything but surrender or die. Yeah. Which is, looks about right, to be honest, because he's, <laughs> but anyway, so then she goes, you've got to do something. And then this is when he, he does his thing and yes. his, his, his various evolutionary people pop out. Yep. from somewhere i don't know where they come from they just appear um so you've got this blobby thing the pink Proto. blobby thing yeah and the caveman type dude ape yep. man ape man and then the big skinny guy with the circular feet um so yeah so they, they appear and then the, you know you've got this lovely sort of psychedelic kind of panel with all shocking pink and blue and lots of circles it's very pretty i like that one yeah um and there we go. And then he, uh, oh, well, that's him teleporting. So he, he asked the tall skinny one to teleport them right into the middle of the enemy troops. And then the skinny guy says, I think, no, that's not the skinny guy. Hang on. Yeah, one of them said, no. I wish I'd thought of Highbrow that. Says that he, yeah. Highbrow says he wishes oh, right. he thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. Cause he has, he's got the sort of like the, the sort of weird, like sort of white wrapper kind of hairstyle thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But yeah, he's like, he's like, I wish I'd thought of that. And I'm like, well, if you're supposed to be the really clever one from the future, anything that the old one thought of, you should have been able to think, I'm sure. Yes. But then in the next so panel, good. he, he does say, come to think of it, I did. So yeah. Yeah. yeah so highbrow, so. highbrow does think a lot of himself. Because he's evolutionary okay. superior to all of us. So, yeah. Sorry, so, sorry, clearly is. Um, oh, and this is, and this is my favourite bit where the blob thing digests <laughs> one of the soldiers' uniforms completely apart from like, like maybe a bit of his sock and his, his combat boots are completely untouched. Yeah. But every other item of his clothing is gone and he's just sort of sat there looking really confused and naked and, and quite nice. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's probably my favourite panel in the whole thing. Um, <laughs> that blob digested our uniforms and it's really, I mean, it's clever digestion technology that he knows to stop, you know, like, because clearly the, his skin is unblemished, you know, he yeah. hasn't digested anything. It knows to stop just, you know, like, just past the uniforms. I'm guessing he's taking orders from Prime Unit, who is... Uh, wit. Um, right, and so he said, get those soldiers naked, but don't I hurt don't them. I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> he just shouts, wreak havoc. Uh, and somehow they know to wreak havoc in a particularly PG, PG way. Yeah. Whereas eight, eight men would probably have tried to rip someone's head off. But okay, he fair just enough. Sort of jumps on them. Because he's a caveman who's super strong. Um, and I, I don't think that Wit is thinking this through, because he's clearly got the hot purple girl, right? Mm. So it's not really in his interest to strip this hot naked, yeah. in just his combat, but it's right in front of her. No. I think she might find that a bit distracting. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Where were we? Tanks. Ta- tanks so he teleports um, tanks yes, into right. the middle of the, the sea. Yep. Um, which seems a bit drastic. I hope. Oh, it looks like the soldiers got out. I can see one of them jumping out. Yeah. So, but, 18 okay. style. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, then we see, we see young wit here. He's, he's all on his own. All his past and future selves have, have gone off with the soldiers and the tanks in the water or I don't know. They've, they've wandered off somewhere. And then a soldier comes up behind him, puts a gun to the back of his head and he's like gulp. And like, you know, he's clearly manned up a little bit in these past couple of pages because yes. instead of just like 
completely dissolving into uselessness, he manages to turn around and sort of like kick a big twig, small log into the soldier's sort of and face I've re- hand. I don't, I've yeah, read these couple of panels kick- a number of times today and I could still cannot work out what he's actually done. Well, if you look on the first panel with the twig log, yeah. it's kind of over, it's like, you know, almost I over the first one. I see it now. Sorry. Yeah, so, yeah. so then he stamps on the end of it, it, it pops up and it sort of like gets the soldier, I think, in the face. Yeah. And so he drops his gun. But it was, it was, it was, it was a, a brave and, you know, well thought out tactical move. So, you know, well done, mannequin <laughs> guy. Um, and, um, she's like, oh, I, I doubted you before. I'll never doubt you again. And he's like, you did? You won't? Gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, they won some points with, with his, with his girlfriend. So that's good. Yeah. And then he says, you can't call us the playpen patrol after this because Alpha and- Flight like, come back and we're going like, oh, we're really good at this now. And he's shooting guns. He's all, he's, he's gone. He's sort of like Rambo crazy. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Um, and then they say that they never did call them the playpen patrol in the first place, but he obviously thought it sounded good. So there you go. Um, and then, oh, actually, no, I, I lied. The one with the naked soldier isn't my favourite panel. This one's my favourite panel. <laughs> is the one where they go, we've won, and they're all stood in there, one fist in the air, legs akimbo, superhero victory stance. Yeah. And even the little blob thing is doing, doing it. He's got like, a, yeah. I know, he's got a little arm in the air. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and like, and she she loves herself, doesn't she? Look at her. But, yeah, they're like, we, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good God, she does. Um, so yeah, so they're all really, really, really pleased with themselves. And the fight's over. They've beaten off all the soldiers. And yeah, uh, you know, sorry, and I'm thinking, they've 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 won. <laughs> 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 and we're only on page twelve. And I thought, oh, the, yeah. you know, it's over. The fight's done, and we're only halfway through. What excitement is yet to come? Well, yeah, that's... uh, (laughs) Then we move into the distinctly exciting part of the issue, which is one long chat. (laughs) Big chats. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so they're happy. They've won, blah, blah, blah. And then there's this dude here. I didn't know who he was at first, but I figured it out eventually because they kept saying who he was. But he's wearing... (laughs) This awesome sort of like bright red duster coat over a blue suit with a red tie. And he's got like a sort of a Steven Spielbergish sort of beard and hairstyle combo yeah. going on. And he's looking through some sort of fancy binoculars or something. And he says, yes, Alpha, you've won. I only wish you hadn't made it look so easy. And it turns out that this whole thing, fake out, woo, was just a... a, a like a testing exercise, military exercise thing, just so they could see how strong and well organized and good at fighting the new Alpha Flight guys are. So, yeah, so, so that's what was going on. And where's the, where's the line about the paint and pain pellets? That was my favorite line over here. Yeah. So they said, um, yeah. uh, yeah, when we decided to launch a mock invasion composed of a core of Canada's crack commandos, so they're not the US Army at all, no. armed with the most modern military technology, firing pain and paint pellets to simulate actual battle conditions. Yeah. And they all knew this, and Mannequin knew this, so that whole time that he was whining around He's and going, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, he knew he wasn't gonna die because he knew it was all made up. Just, just but, as a personal aside though, 
I went paintballing once, and I got shot in the arm three times it in the exact hurt. same place, and it really hurt, and I cowered a little bit. And if yeah, it'd been... you didn't think you were going to die, did you? You didn't oh. roll around on the floor going, I'm going to die, I'm in so much pain, or did no, you? No, but I was... Because, like, <laughs> sorry, little paintballing <laughs> um, uh, aside, my um, I couldn't get the goggles on over my glasses, so I was essentially <laughs> blind and being shot oh. at. It That's was the least fun morning, and I was hung over as well. It's the least fun morning of my life, I think. Go find a large tree to hide behind, and just wait it I out. I was hiding. That's why they kept shooting my arm because it was one bit of me that was still on show. You needed a bigger tree. <laughs> well, I couldn't find one. I was blind. Oh! <laughs> I just gave so all my pellets to these see kids. See a giant tree. Yeah. You, your eyesight must be really bad if you couldn't see a giant tree. It was pretty bad. Anyway, but no, I agree. They do hurt. I did paintball once and I was bruised all over. Loads of little tiny round bruises. But yeah, he was still a worse. Um, so, so he's, um, he's, congratulations. Mac would have been proud. That's her dead husband, right? Correct. Um, so yes. So she's like, um, yeah, you know, he would be proud of us. And, and my alpha flight is every bit the equal in power of the old. And then I presume that in the background, this little, sort of drawing is is the guys that i didn't get to see so that must be north star and aurora in the middle there because they yep. look like winds and then this is obviously puck the, yep. the giant p and diminutive stature has given that away so i presume that that must be snowbird there and shame and i don't know who that woman is over on the left That's marina oh okay okay so she's the one that marina. went off his name or whatever That's okay so saying we're just as good as them even though there's only three of us and you know look how great we are blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. and then she's like what's the matter gary oh yeah his name's gary i forgot that bit gary, <laughs> gary cody. cody sorry we don't actually gary. say it. it's gary cody yeah from the old alpha flights and he's like their sort of liaison with the government or something yeah. like that and he used to be yeah. max best friend as well they, they, okay they okay. formed alpha flight together back in the day all right. See, I don't like him. But anyway, yeah. we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> and so he's like, weasel. yeah, and he's like, are they equal in power to the old alpha? Well, well adjusted, more effective. Oh, may heaven help us mere mortals. So he's basically a bit worried. He's looked around at the complete devastation that they've <laughs> that they've like, they laid out. And he's like, yeah. oh, this, this exercise was far more expensive than I'd budgeted for. I've got to go and buy <laughs> exactly. 100 more helicopters. Yeah, and probably get some more soldiers because they're sure some. <laughs> well, because they're all dead. lying in a ball, aren't they? Um... But yeah, <laughs> but there's the um, there's the house anyway. We found the house yes. that, that Jim Lee didn't draw earlier, and it's, it's still it's not huge. It's like, but yeah, there we go. The mansion Alpha. They come back, so make yourself at home, Gary, while Alpha and I freshen up. Um, and then uh, where's 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 the funny bit? Oh yeah, oh then Mr. Jeffries pops out of the robot. That surprised yep. me because I was expecting that. So that was a nice surprise because that at least is one one that I've heard you talking about that I get to see. And he was the one that I was most interested in because from the way you've described him, he sounded like he was going to be a bit of a hunk. So I was glad to see Mr. Jeffries appear. Yes. And then um, he's like sort of, oh, really confused. He's like, oh, I wasn't expecting to see you in there, Mr. Jeffries. I mean, I knew that. Roger, Roger Box, Roger Box had died, the box. and yeah. yeah, but this is the thing. He goes, Mr. Jeffries, and he's really surprised, and he's like, 
oh, I had been briefed about the death of Roger Box and of your taking over the box robot. And it's like, well, if you'd been briefed, why are you so surprised? Yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit weird. And then Sasquatch calls him cutie. And he yes. goes, thank you, Sasquatch. And then he goes, cutie. And then this gorgeous woman in a sort of Baywatch-style swimsuit yeah, pops out. Gear. of Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not even gym gear. She has got trousers on, actually. It's just a swimming costume, isn't it? Uh, I suppose, uh, it, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but it looks like a leotard <laughs> with some sort of vest leotard, Maybe, yeah. crotch leotard yeah. on over the top. Uh, I was thinking it was kind of like a sort of a Pamela Anderson look, because yeah. it's like a thing. But yeah, anyway, well, whatever she's wearing, she's lovely. <laughs> she appears, um, and uh, and then he, uh, he goes, I don't recall Walter Lankowski having a sister. And she goes, I don't. And I'm really surprised they didn't have a winking at him at that point. <laughs> Both her eyes are open. And then, weirdly, she just says, ta. And I don't know what it means. Don't get it. I don't know if that was supposed to be like, ta-da, like, bye. Or, because I don't think she's thanking him at that point. So, yeah, I've no idea. T-A-A. No idea what that means. (laughs) It's a Canadian thing. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? And... And that he's got okay. to keep Ottawa informed, which is yes. great because that's what they always—that's what they always say when they're playing hockey, like that they have to call Toronto or they have to call Ottawa. So, like, I, I just assumed that that was a hockey. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, he's like then sort of sulking because things have changed that he hasn't been briefed on, even though he did just say that he had. But you know, the, the clearly he hadn't been briefed about Wanda. Yeah. And he's like, you're, you're supposed to keep us informed. And she's like, well, you know, we're busy doing Alpha Flight stuff. They have, and, I mean, they've had uh, a pretty, yeah. yeah. And, and the issue immediately before this one, as I say, they write out three major characters. So fair enough if Heather hasn't gone away and, and done her reports. Because it would take ages to do for a start. But I guess, I mean, they obviously had had a conversation before this exercise because they yeah. all knew that it was fake. So maybe during that phone call, she could have said, by the way, Sasquatch is a girl now. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't have killed her, would it? And so uh, he's, he's feeling a bit. drop that into conversation now? <laughs> there's, there's no subtle way you to think do she it. Was, she was, yeah, she was waiting for the right moment and it never came. And she's probably had to explain it to a few people now. And she's probably just yeah, bored of she's it. Just, yeah, possibly. Yeah. And, I mean, to be honest, it's kind of fun watching his face when, <laughs> when she just... Cutie. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, maybe maybe they did it deliberately because they just thought it would be a laugh. Yeah. Um, and then blah blah blah, the beta flight kids go off to the pool. Yep. And Heather's left with Gary, and she says, "Look, you know, get to know my alphans, and maybe yes. you'll come to love them if I do." Yeah. And he's oh, and then this is the bit. This is why I don't like him. Oh, you've done far better than I would have believed, Heather. And she's like, <laughs> "What's that supposed to mean?" And then he has this like sort of little memory bubble of her in an apron with a pot with of casserole a... or <laughs> in a sort of like clearly a sort of like a mumsy housewifey pose. And he's just like clearly thinking, I mean, he doesn't say it out loud, but he's clearly thinking, I just didn't think you were up to this because because you're just a housewife. Yes. And um, the, the picture, you know. the picture that the way they've drawn her as a housewife she was never that mumsy. She was a bit mumsy. Yeah, she looks out 55, doesn't yeah. she? And she clearly isn't that old. It looks but like the illustration it. you would put on 
like a can of chili or something. Yes, yeah, or like a really old-fashioned cookery book or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But he's yeah, like he said, there was nothing in your prior history that would suggest you would ever become a superhero, and it's just like, well, maybe she hadn't had the opportunity. Yeah. So leave her, leave her alone. Yeah, well, that's I don't not like strictly it. true because in her history, she's the one that tamed Wolverine. Right. Well, that's quite a difficult thing yes. to do. I should Nobody imagine he was it. quite likely. Everyone's yeah. got bloody chopped up, so, yeah. Good on her. Yeah, so shut up, Gary. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> and uh, then he's like, yeah. we've got to know how we're spending our money, and blah, 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 blah. Oh, and then she's like, oh, what are you going to do, Gary? Maybe resign. And he's like, no, 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 not like that. So she's clearly got the snits with him already. Yeah. <laughs> and he's smoking and he's in like, house as well. Does she not like that? Well, uh, I wouldn't. Everybody smoked in those days, didn't they? Probably, I didn't. yeah. But, but he's the but only character in this who does. Yeah, and he smokes a lot. I mean, he's constantly smoking, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, he's probably needs to cut back on that. It's not good for his health. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, and then basically, he spends like virtually the rest of the comic, sort of like talking to himself about how he doesn't trust them and how he is worried that. You know they're they're spending a lot of money on these people that they don't even know, and they don't and and he, he doesn't know if they can be trusted, and it just seems all a bit all, all a bit. It's I don't an know. extended. It's sort of even. like the history of Alpha Flight from Gary's perspective, uh, which was limited. So uh, yeah, but it it's that same thing you said before. Like you're constantly getting reminded of what's happened. Uh, in this yeah. little bit, we're, we're being reminded of what happened in about. It's essentially the same as the first issue of Alpha Flight. There's about a page, and okay. we we're going back over what is said in that first page of Alpha Flight. Um, of They've one. got Prime Minister Trudeau, which completely confused me because I didn't realise there'd been another one. I didn't either. So, I had no idea what <laughs> Ken said. It's his dad, apparently. Yeah. I looked it up, but I read that and thought, oh wow, that's really like. I thought maybe this was like set in the future, but written in the 80s and they were just really prescient. <laughs> and they just figured out that like Trudeau, who was probably about five at the time, was going to be prime minister one day. There's something impressed. about that kid. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But no, apparently it's his dad. So, um, so yeah, so starting that day when then prime minister Trudeau called me into his office and then, so this presumably was Vindicator's hubby because he's wearing the same suit. Is it the exact same suit? Did she just um, wear suit when he she died? Doesn't, no, so he dies because his suit, his suit blows up, and then uh, oh. Mr. Jeffries and Roger Box redesign it and give it to oh. Heather. I was going to say, it makes sense because it fits her very nicely, and I wouldn't expect it to have fitted so well if it was. No, and hers has got goggles as well. Body she's shot. Got, like, yes. She's got glasses on rather than just superhero eye holes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he had a cowl, and she yeah. hasn't got one. Yeah. But, and. I um, presume that he'd so, have a yeah. hole in the back for a ponytail either. That would, they would have had to cut no, that in for her. He wouldn't have needed that really, would he? Because he hasn't got one. That would have been just superfluous and he'd have got, like, chilly at the back of his head. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then I get a picture of the first Alpha Flight, which is great because that's what I've been wanting to see. And then here's the original <laughs> Beta and gamma features yes. that gamma is that a yeah. gamma that that's the gamma yeah the gallows okay who's the sort of weird looking one right on the right the that's sort of wild child 
thing. Yeah. Wild child is a proper is a he. Oh, okay. It's a he, (laughs) and is a proper nasty little man who is essentially a psychotic killer. Okay. But drafted in as a superhero because uh, James (laughs) Hudson didn't know what he was doing, basically. Yeah, it's very strange. Very strange. And you were talking before about how, like, sort of the diversity was really, really important. So you had your gay guy and you had your, like, little guy and and stuff. And, like, well, I suppose they've now got a transsexual Sasquatch, which is pretty diverse. But they don't seem to be going... (laughs) Victor and Gamma weren't very diverse now. Yeah, but the, 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 I mean, the, the new Alpha Flight is basically two hot women and one hot bloke. I mean, uh, they're all white, aren't they? Yeah. Two hot no. white women, one You're hot right, white actually. guy. Yeah, so and they a seem girl. to. Yeah, I suppose she's diverse in a way. <laughs> Not really. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair. But I mean, you don't see that many purple people, but yeah. And then, and then, yeah, skinny, geeky white guys. So, yeah, they seem to have lost because they had the First Nations guy before and everything. They were, and, you know, they were more, like, they don't seem quite so obnoxiously Canadian now. I mean, I mean, (laughs) Heather's got maple leaf on her suit, but. But other than that, there's no connection uh, to Canada. Nobody's saying A or or calling people Cherie or any of that. Uh, No, nobody's doing any of that. (laughs) Uh, yeah. They just live in Canada, uh, and in other issues they do wag they... on about how much they love Canada and that they just yeah. live because they love Canada. I was hoping for more of that. They barely mention Canada in this one, really. <laughs> Disappointing. <sighs> Apart from Prime Minister Trudeau, um, and so then, yeah. So yeah, as you say, he has his little flashback as to how it all happened, yeah. and then Mr. Jeffries comes along and he has a little flashback about how his brother went mad. And yeah. there was some sort of big sort of scorpion guy, lobster uh, oh, 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 dude. That's it's, um, yeah. So th- that's what his brother turns into. Oh, okay. Um, because his brother. So Mr. Jeffrey's power is to transmute metal, so he can shape metal into whatever metal. he wants. Yeah. Uh, and scramble. His his brother was insane and could transmute flesh into whatever he wanted. Oh, okay. Oh, that's that's proper body horror stuff. Yeah, that, it's that's very Yeah. He did he's he's done some horrible stuff over his time and this this was the worst. He, took, he he sucked up loads of bodies to create one gigantic monster body that he thought was going to take over the world. Oh, okay. It didn't work though, right? Uh no. No. Okay. No. Good. <laughs> And then, so because they're all reminiscing about all this stuff, about how, uh, you know, an alarming number of their heroes ended up being less heroic than they might have hoped. Yes. And, and, and Gary's going, how do you determine which ones will remain heroes, Mr. Jeffries, and which ones will turn bad? And he goes, well, that's Heather's job, Cody, and she's blasted good at it. And then bloody Gary Cody goes, a woman? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it's like, I just want to slap him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's put presiding despite her pretensions over a team every bit as unstable as that forged by her husband, which seems a bit unfair because they it's don't. It's very unfair because they're not. They unstable. haven't done anything unstable at all yet. They've, no, they've, none of them have. He's, a he's just upset illness. that they all beat. Yeah, exactly. Well, not obviously that I can tell. And they all like each other. 
the, none of the old yeah. Alpha Flight liked each other. No. Um, so yeah, they're much. They're, yeah. I mean, they are no. a more stable group, and they all they're constantly going about how much they like each other. So. Or maybe yeah. they protest too much, but but yeah, so about. he's yes, exactly. He's like he just he just basically doesn't think trust her because she's because she's a girl. Are you sure that that wild child thing is definitely a boy? Because he's wearing yes. a swimsuit here, look. Uh, and in d- uh, doing missions, he wears his hair in plaits as well. Okay, all right then. Like oh, well, like that guy out of um, that film about hackers. Was it called Hackers? What, Matthew Lillard. Yes. <laughs> It was a good look. I, I, it's disappointing that more men don't have their hair in plaits nowadays. It never really caught on, did it? I would if I was at all able. There. Yeah. Okay, and but plaited time beards. For me to have plaits as plaited well. beards are good. And you don't see enough of those either. No. I'm going to start a, a trend. I mean, <laughs> maybe not you. <laughs> I'll just encourage other people to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he's still sulking and he's like, oh, I don't trust her. I don't, she's a woman. She can't possibly do a good job. Um, and so he's like, oh, no, I, I work for the government. I wouldn't be doing my job properly if I, if I trusted them and just took them at their word. So I'm going to go and spy on them. Blah, 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 blah. So he goes and finds some sort of big computer thing. Yep. And he says, well, this has been sort of keeping records of of you know everything they've been doing so this has all the information that i need in it and he's put the government has access to some of it via modem but not all weirdly no. you know so i don't know who they're gathering if, if if the government wasn't already seeing all this information who's it being gathered for who is using it i mean maybe mr box he's obviously technically minded maybe he was looking at it but and then he says um i'm going to uh, steal this information and then he, he, he gets out like a little sort of hard drive thing, pops it in, yeah. and then it says at the bottom that he's going to swiftly encode the data stored in the computer's memory banks. And at the bottom yeah. it says encode equals steal. And that is yeah. not true. No, encode just I... means turning information into digital data so it can be stored on a computer. So the data in that computer, by definition, has already been encoded. Yes. He doesn't need to encode it. He's just copying it. So yeah. that's all Bob. So that well, whoever's writing this no, I, doesn't know. I, I think you've chosen a particularly uh, unstable hill to to take your stand on there, because it says it uses the uh, the object Gary Cody slips into Alpha Nex's disk drive possesses the unique capacity to swiftly encode the data stored in any computer's memory banks, but it's actually saying it actually it has the capacity to swiftly steal the data stored in any computer's memory banks. He's just so making it's not a translating the word in code. It's right. Oh, I see. He's saying he calls it encoding, but, but what, really he's what it really is, is stealing. Oh, I get it. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was just a really bad definition. <laughs> no. And it's, I've, it's only sitting here reading this again now that I've, I've figured it out. So. Okay. Okay. That's, Makes that's sense. Fine. So yeah. So he so he's nicked all their their uh, their data and so as he's copying the data you've got this um this panel which i wanted to ask you about because that appears to be loki down there yes with the horn so i don't know what he's doing in the computer have they so, had a fight with him yeah that these are all the people that they fought oh during oh, their time and uh loki was in, uh, 
That's that's not Wonder Wonder Woman. Woman. Unbelievable. We're not even in the right thing. Yeah, but it's not like Wonder Woman. Shaman's daughter, Talisman. Oh, okay. Is she just like a big fan of Wonder Woman, and that's why she dresses like that? She doesn't dress like Wonder Woman. She's got uh, a dress which both her legs stick out the sides of. Um, no, and she's oh, so got a headband. She does Tory power stance as well. <laughs> yeah, she goes bad pretty quickly. Um, okay. And Loki's in there because there was a crossover X Men and Alpha Flight where they oh. go to a source of power, but it's a fake source uh, that Loki tricks them into using. Okay. And the Avengers are in there because they've cropped up. And who else is in there? The Master, who is like their first baddie. Okay. Nemesis, who is sort of a bit of a nothing character who turns up again years later. Tundra, we've got. Waste, who is a really good name for a baddie. What, Nemesis? Yeah. yeah I agree. Um, we've got Scramble, who... Uh, so Scramble has got like a hand held up with sort of little dots around it. Yeah, oh yeah I see. Um, Deadly Earnest is underneath him. Deadly Ernest. Deadly <laughs> um, uh, he was the subject of the, the Lost episode I recorded with Andy. Oh, are you going to do it again? We'll, we're we're going to pretend it exists and carry on. But if, any, okay. if you're listening to this, then you're in on the, the lie. Um, oh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so who else is in there? Uh, Gilded Lily and her boyfriend Diablo, or husband right. Diablo. A Sentinel and... Uh, Who's that in the back? What's her face? From the one that Tony did. Um, was it Pearl? Pearl. Pink Pearl. I think that was it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I recognised her just from the description. So uh, yeah. so you guys obviously did a good job. <laughs> what a large fat lady in a pink dress. <laughs> in a pink dress, yeah. Wasn't and then, um, yeah, what did he call it? Croydon facelift. <laughs> Croydon uh, facelift, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, that, no, that's a good panel because I get a lot of backstory there, and then, yeah. you know, and, and it's I, nice to it's nice I, to look I, at them I and was remember. Really confused by Wonder Woman, but now I'm glad you've explained her away because even I know that she probably doesn't belong in a Marvel comic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so analysis of the data I've raided. We'll have to wait till I return to Ottawa. That sentence is probably like, you know, my favorite sentence in the whole book because data analysis is what I do for a job. So it's like he's talking about me. Like I can imagine that I would be waiting back in Ottawa to get my hands on all this data, which is quite exciting. Yeah. Uh, so he turns up at your desk. He's like, I've got some encoded data. And you're like, do you mean yeah. stolen data? Exactly. We've been over this before. Encoded does not mean stolen. Because I am a woman. Are you sure you wouldn't <laughs> rather a man, does it? <sighs> God. Um, so he's like, well, you know, I've got all this data now. Um, flight has shown themselves to be superior to our best forces, but they're also independent and unstable. Again, I didn't see any evidence of the unstable bit. I think he's just being like biased against them for no reason well for obvious reasons um and the first two combined with the third give us mere mortals cause to fear um and so he's he's basically trying to justify his sneaking around and stealing stuff and he's like nobody could you know argue with what i've done you know because we we need to uh, keep an eye on those with the power to destroy us and then he looks at a picture of the dead guy um james (laughs) mcdonaldson um, whose presence seems to really hang over this it whole really thing. It really does. <laughs> Considering he died in 
issue 12, and this is 51. He's still very present. So that would be, so we've got, that's like 39 issues. So it's more than three years, assuming this was a monthly. Yeah. God, yeah, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Um, And then... Heather walks in on him. He does. And she apologises for storming off and being so such a flouncy lady. Uh, And we just want to say thanks for being the best friend that Alpha Flight's ever had. And they all stand there with their hands on their hips, smiling at him. They do. They do, which he doesn't deserve, does he? He really does not deserve that at all. And they're all smiling at him. And he's just looking at them thinking, look at them, five of them, three of them are girls, so they don't count. <laughs> but isn't Mr. Jeffries really handsome? Well, yeah, we'll discuss that later. Okay. That was the issue. Sort of catalogue model sort of way. That was the issue. That's that's that the episode. The they're, they're, so he basically spends the last sort of six or seven pages going on about how he thinks they're they're all like you know gonna turn against him at any second and stealing their stuff and spying on them and then they come in and say oh we love you and then hopefully he feels a bit guilty yes he doesn't um (laughs) (laughs) uh because this this issue marks the turn from the old alpha flight into the current alpha flight and one of the themes of the run from this point onwards is that nobody trusts them that's what they mean, isn't it? Yeah. Is that just because the previous one went bad? Or like the previous, was it the beta flight turned into the only flight? I think it's, it? they, they, uh, well, they're just horrendously powerful now. So Vindicator, yeah. uh, and Sasquatch and Box, like the main alpha flight, they're the three. Um, they just do scarily powerful things. I guess, but, and so I the mean, mere humans of Canada. Say. Yeah, but I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of. I think it's just that's, that's kind what... of a dilemma that ex- happens in any world in which superheroes exist, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that's one of the you, things that, you know, Mant- that Bill Mantler wanted to uh, to just sort of get into a little bit. Like, if there were superheroes around, would you be scared of them? Trust them, yeah. And I guess until they're giving you some evidence that they're not on your side, then you just have to hope for the best. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, I, I think, I, I do think he's being a bit unfair to them, though, with all this whole, like, they're, they're unstable and they're sort of untrustworthy, but they've, they haven't really demonstrated that yet. No. And they're not, and they keep having to tell people, we're not unstable. To be fair, everyone who was in Alpha Flight before they left was massively unstable. But the yeah. ones who were left... And that they're 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 the stable ones. Um, although Helen does pick up a mean streak. Like she she right. doesn't take she doesn't take any bullshit. Uh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, right. So um, there we used to have two extra parts to this uh, episode format, which was mm-hmm. what do you like and what don't you like. But the third one has snuck in through sheer popularity, which was who would you kiss? Who would you marry and who would you kill? And I think that you might have put some thought into this, certainly more than I okay. would have. <laughs> so should we start with that and do what do we like and not like later? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what you're okay. here for. That's what it feels like. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Kiss, marry, kill. Now, when we were at school, we didn't 
call it that. Um, and the mate, well, I, I can't say the first one, but the last one, we didn't go for kill, we did avoid. Because, okay. which, and, uh, cause kill seems a bit drastic. So, and, and, and there's nobody, not even Gary Cody in here really that I'd really want to kill. I don't think. No. But let's okay. start with the other two. So okay. yeah, so, so I've always, always figured when people play this game that the kiss is the one that you're like, hugely attracted to but you definitely wouldn't want to actually live with for any <laughs> yeah. sort of period of time you know so it's so it's so you'd have one great night with them but then bye-bye it's proto uh, isn't it exactly exactly <laughs> so um so the obvious of my obvious first choice for that would have been would have been mr jeffries he's he's a conventionally good-looking fella seems like a nice guy yeah but he's just he's he's, he's not completely doing it for me i okay. think he's a little bit clean cut so I'm going to take Mr. Jeffries and put him in the marry pot because I've had a good look it's at him. I've decided choice. he's nice and tall, so I reckon he'd be pretty decent at DIY. Opening yep. jars, I reckon he'd be brilliant at opening jars. And we just tried to beat the metal off the top. The water, exactly. So well, no, because you need to put the lid back on, Mr. Jeffries. You can't just transmute it. Well, I suppose you transmute it back. But I reckon he's probably strong enough to just open it, old-fashioned yeah. styling. And because he's got this whole robot alter ego stuff, I was figuring he might have like a decent sound system built in there. <laughs> like sort of, like just yeah. some sort of general home entertainment stuff. Yeah. And if he did expect occasional wifely duties, I don't think it'd be that much of a chore. <laughs> so that is probably okay. So, so, so I'm going to marry <laughs> okay. Mr. Jeffries. Okay, good choice. Good he's uh, he's red-blooded Canadian ideal. boy because he must he must be into hockey as well. So I've got something in common with him right there. And he as respects well, Heather as well. He respects he's Heather. He's not a Habs fan. Yeah, I'd have to check, but he won't be a Habs fan because they're the French Canadian team, and he's clearly not French Canadian because he doesn't speak with a weird accent. <laughs> so I re- okay. he he must be from like either Toronto or sort of somewhere out west. I reckon maybe Calgary. He could be from Calgary. He's got Czech shirt on. They're all a bit Czech shirt. <laughs> okay. I don't know anywhere so, yeah. near enough about to follow you in this. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I reckon he's a Calgary Flames fan. I can live with that. So yeah, Mr. Jeffries to marry. So the Kiss recipient then, I'm going to go with the soldier who had all his clothes dissolved. I thought you might. <laughs> he's got a kicking okay. bod and that whole nothing but a pair of 14-hole DMs look. He's totally working for me. So he's, he's the, yeah, but yeah, but then the kill bit. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm really struggling with this because nobody is really, really, really awful. So if we did the whole F Mary avoid, avoid then. who would you avoid? Then absolutely. Gary Cody. He's annoying, sexist, deceitful, mistrusting, obnoxious. Yeah, but I don't smokes. think he deserves to die. He smokes, yeah, constantly. Absolutely yeah. constantly. So if I've got to kill something, I've decided I'd go with like a sort of a EMP pulse sort of thing and kill his little radar disc so that when he gets back to the <laughs> okay. all smug, I've got all this data that like, yeah. you know, the data analyst man, because he wouldn't trust a lady, he'd pop it in the computer and say, there's nothing on here, Gary. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, so I think that's what I'd probably do. Okay. But yeah, I had fun with that little thought exercise. <laughs> I almost married Wanda Langowski. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought I thought she looked like she'd be fun company. I think so too. She'd constantly be asking who you were and giving her a list of words which could 
or could not describe you and her. So am I good? Yeah. Am I bad? Am I competent? Am I incompetent? That That's kind of what put me off her because I thought, you know, she is going to be sort of sitting in the corner, like having existential crises quite a lot, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. And that I get a bit tiresome after a while. <laughs> You'd just be in the car, I'd like to listen to the radio and she'd just be wanging on. <laughs> Do I like cheese? Do I like crackers? Yeah. Um, the, 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 yeah. The duality of the human race. Uh, am I a beast? Am I a man? Or am I a lady? Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. So, <laughs> well, I think we got to the bottom of that. I agree with all those choices. I have developed a proper problem about Mr. Jeffries. I think I have, in the same way that as a teenager, I was like, hmm, Psylocke. I think I'm like that now about Mr. Jeffries. And it's oh, okay. a problem. Um, like, yes. a, like a little boy crush. <laughs> yeah. I just really like him. Uh, and then... I mean, I've, I haven't got to know him that well in this because, you know, for most of it, he was in robot form and you can't really identify that much with a robot. But like, from what I've seen of him, he just, he seems like, he seems like a good guy. Yeah. You know, when, um, like, uh, film, like the Marvel films come out and then people get angry at the way certain characters have been written and go on Twitter and start ranting and writing blog posts and threads and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, get a life. If yeah. someone writes Mr. Jeffries badly, I feel like I know exactly where those people are coming from. So um, if they were to make an Alpha Flight film, they'd have would to be you... very careful about Mr. Yeah, Jeffries. Yeah, who, who, who would you who would you want to play him? I don't know. I'm going to have to go away and think about that. Okay, I might have to record a little solo podcast by myself. Okay. Um, I was going to say Brendan Fraser because he's Canadian, but right. he's too old now. Yeah, he's so... getting on a bit. And I'm sure that there's plenty of people who can put on a Canadian accent, so you probably don't need to be restricted to. Or would that be like considered, you know, like the whole oh, no. whitewashing ghost in the shell? If they cast non Canadian, <laughs> there'd be some sort of uproar. Who else okay. is Canadian? What, actor-wise? Yeah. Probably loads of them, but pretending not to be. Yeah. Uh, like Hugh Jackman is now famously Australian, but I think everyone, unless they know that, assumes that he's American. Or Canadian. So, or Canadian, yeah. Anyway, do you want yes. me to do you know, quickly what I liked and didn't like? Because I got yes, them Yes, please. Okay. Okay, didn't like is just whiny Gary Cody. But I, yeah. I, there's nothing else I didn't like. Um, I liked the letters page, particularly because of this letter that I'm now going to read to you now. Please do. Because you know how everybody goes on about how, like, sort of Twitter's awful because people, like, slag off comics and are mean to the creators and stuff, as if yeah. it's a new thing. It's not a new thing. This letter's no. brilliant. Right. Go on. This is from... Laurie Anderson, who lived at, they give their full address. So if somebody printed something that people really didn't like, they could actually just go and turn up on the doorstep. So yeah. Laurie Anderson, who lives at 16759 Marion and Welsh, which is clearly a very long street in Marysville, Ohio. Right? Yes. She says, Dear Alphans, I am so sick of Northstam. He is disgusting and irritating, and I'm sick of his whining <laughs> cough. Kill him off already. And Get rid of his sickening sister, too. I used to like these characters, even old Jean-Paul, but now they've become so watered down they just make me sick. 
The only Alphans who seem worthwhile now are Vindicator, Puck, Jeffries and Purple Girl. Maybe you could consider chucking the rest out and building a new team around these four. Yeah. Says Laurie. And then they said, well, by now, Laurie, we've kind of done that. So hopefully you're happy now, which is the other funny thing about the letters columns in these days is that by the time they got printed, they were hugely out of date because they were normally yes. talking about something that happened about four issues before. But yeah. I love that letter because she's just she's not happy. He's disgusting and irritating and I'm sick of his whining cough. This is a good letters page. There's um, there's a really geeky. The letter before that is really geeky, where he's like, "I've counted where characters die in things." Yes. I thought and that was you got the, <laughs> Yeah, I thought yeah, that was all right. Twelve issues. They had a major character death. <laughs> I know. Um, did North Star die in forty-eight? He don't. No, he's not dead. Oh, that's a pity because that would have been quite neat. Well done, um, Delmonte's Junior. He's left. Uh, he's left the comics for a while. Um, uh, but that there's a really nice letter here where it's like I laughed out loud when I saw that Walter was now Wonder, uh, and then goes into like, but actually these things are really difficult for people to cope with. There's a lot, there's a lot psychologically going on. I hope he gets the support that she needs. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and it's just Which really nice. A, it's quite a, a a modern approach, isn't it? Yeah. That's you know that that's you wouldn't expect somebody in the 80s to be quite so understanding. Who was that? Kurt Craddock from New yeah, Mexico. He says, um, the only physical change Walter has undergo- undergone is one slight reformation of a tiny chromosome. In reality, 98% of the difference between being male and female is psychological, dictated by years of steady and nearly irresistible, irreversible training. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right, Kurt. Well this done. guy, miles, miles ahead of, of, ahead of the pack. Yeah. Very impressed. Very impressed. I might write him a letter to 4845 <laughs> Sage Road, Las Cruces, New Mexico. <laughs> he might still be there. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was my first like was the letters page. I love reading on letters. Um, and, yeah, I quite like the whole shooters brawl, the exposition overload, because that was, in this case, useful. Um, Purple Girl's pluckiness, because they kept calling her plucky, and her fashion sense with that lovely belt. Yeah. Uh, the whole we've won superhero pose thing, all the adverts, because the adverts were always hilarious. Um, yes. And yeah, that, that little thing, that little tiny special announcement at the end, that whole, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm witnessing the birth of the direct market here. They do not know what they're doing. Um, yeah. so that, was, that was interesting and really good sound effects. So I, I spotted a bedroom, a shove rack and a <laughs> yeah. tomb, which is a, and a Scrunk. <laughs> Scrunk is a great one. So, all in all, it's fantastic. Oh, oh no, there was one more thing. Yeah. Right on the last page, the whole profile on Larry Harmer. Did you see that? Um, I've not read it. I've just noticed it now. Oh, oh there's, there's, there's some good bits. Right, so my hobbies are... I mean, to be fair, this is the guy did G.I. Joe, isn't it? So you expect him to be a bit gung-ho. But my hobbies are playing guitar for rock and roll band, shooting big bore handguns, driving fast cars, building models, martial arts, and type 7 U-boats. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he's specific. It's not like all U-boats. No, it's only type 7 U-boats that he likes. But then the best bit was this, like, which I thought, you know, might actually be, you know, apply to some, some of our friends here. My pet peeves are all fanzine writers over the age of 15 <laughs> tell me there's a same person who wants to write for adults choose comics as his or her medium give me a break yeah he's obnoxious isn't he damning indictment i know 
But yeah, so that that was an interesting read as well because I last saw him on that um he was on that toys toys the the toys that made us. Oh, I've not seen Netflix. that. It's really good. It's really good. But he was on that like being a bit sort of uh, soldiers. Uh, so you know, okay. he came he came across a bit like this, but he didn't have a rant about fanzine writers on that. No, didn't realise it was such a big deal. So. Yeah, well, so maybe he'd, maybe somebody impact. writing a fanzine had been nasty about one of the many freelance things he's worked on. Possibly. Uh, <laughs> very possibly, yeah. Because uh, it still happens today, doesn't it? People go on podcasts and bitch and moan about stuff they don't like. Like it, this one. It is, yeah, I, I, I've liked all of it except Gary Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a very disjointed issue. It is like half of it is full on action taking out an yeah. entire army and then half of it is just big chats and flashbacks uh, and yeah, know, the, it would have been the, nice the, if they'd the, found a way a to blend it a little bit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but yeah. it is nice to have all those little panels with all the characters in, yes. in one form or another Definitely. Uh, and as, have I said it but it's, this is like a jumping off point now so Bill Mantlow has dismantled the old Alpha Flight and this is him jumping off into what he's going to do next, which is take them on, frankly, terrifyingly bizarre adventures. Okay. Uh, through time and space and horror, and they meet some terrible people and kill a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Okay. All in the service of Canada. Of survival, mostly. Right. And okay. in the service of survival, they 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 actually stuff over Canada. By accident. Oh, what? they almost ca- they almost caused World War Three twice. Is that one called "Oops, Sorry, Canada"? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think we've spoken for about an hour now, okay, uh, which so. has flown by. Uh, you don't need to apologise. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, so I am going to ask you: Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, it could be yours, it could be someone else's. Uh, what's that graffiti thing that you're doing? Has that happened already? No, it's in July. Okay. It's ages yet. But what um, if you oh, do you want me to talk June? about it? Okay. Do you have to? In July, um, at the end of July, in Bristol, there is a uh, street art festival called Upfest, which is the largest street art festival in Europe, uh, which attracts around 50,000 visitors a day which is terrifying and I hope that they won't all come and watch me um so yeah I have got a spot doing sort of live painting over the weekend which is really terrifying because I've never painted in front of anybody ever and I don't know why I applied to do it well I do know why I applied to do it my friend wanted to apply but he was nervous so I said we'll both apply for the same section and then if, you know, if we both get in, we can give each other moral support stuff. So I was only doing it for him. And then he yeah. didn't suddenly apply. I did. And then I thought, well, it's OK. I won't get in because they had 1,200 applications for Jeez. 200 spots. Yeah. Well, there, there, there were 400 spots altogether, but 100 are invited guests. So they're like the, you know, the big names. Yeah. So obviously they weren't available. And then the second 100 you have to be a Bristol resident. Um, so I wasn't, applic- I didn't uh, 
I wasn't uh, yeah, I, eligible. I wasn't eligible yeah. for those. So there were only 200 spots that I was eligible for, and they had 1,200 applications. So I thought, there's no chance I'll get in. So I relaxed, and then I got in. And I've been in a sort of a state of panic ever since. You'll be all right. Just to have fun. You'll it be could right. be okay. You'll end up just chatting to everybody. Yeah, I know, but then I won't get my painting finished because I'm really slow at painting, so I can't chat too much. No. So I've got, I've got, I've got to be careful. But so yes, yeah, so I'm doing that. But no, other than that, I haven't got anything to plug um, really. Um, I could no. plug other people's things, but then that'll take ages. Just buy it, all all the Kickstarters from my friends. <laughs> okay. And that's good because if someone's listening to this after Kickstarter's ended, they can go and do another one. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and me, I'm Gareth A. Hopkins. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Oh, sorry. If people want to find you on Twitter or social media, where could they do that? Um, I am implausible17. Um, 17 because that is the jersey number of my favourite hockey player, which is very appropriate. <laughs> American hockey player, but he did play in Canada for years, so it kind of worked. Um, so yeah, at implausible17 on, um, on Twitter and okay. I'm on Facebook and stuff. Okay. With my own Which is Sarah Harris? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I am Gareth A. Hopkins um, everywhere as Gerthink, which is T-R-H-I-N-K. So that's Twitter and that's Instagram and that's uh, Big Cartel. They're all the same. Um, you are, Today I sold my last copy of Found Forest Floor. So oh, congratulations. It, thank you. If people want a copy of that, they'll have to go and get it off Amazon. And um, I'm currently preparing for the next Young Blood Initiative showcase, which is happening on the 14th of June, I believe. I can't remember where it is, but there's one in London, one in Amsterdam, and one in Berlin. And okay. for the What's one that? in, uh, what is it? Yeah, it's a group of artists uh, who all come together around a single theme and make different artworks. Um, so we've got some sound artists, some performance artists, uh, some visual artists, some conceptual artists, and I will be doing some abstract comics work based on Alpha Flight um, cool. for that. And I'm nowhere near starting, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, it's uh, I'll be doing. Uh, I'll be redoing some pages in my style. Uh, yeah. from a very special copy of Alpha Flight, which uh, I'll be talking on uh, talking about on a future episode with uh, Bobsy, who some people may or may not be aware of. But I'm really looking forward to that because uh, okay. it's, it's, it's a crazy issue. And uh, If you yeah. run out of time, you yes. instead of doing the one you're going to do, you could do that one where it was just all white panels. We've done that. Me and, me and Ken did that. No, but no, but I mean for your, for your art thing. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Um, I'm actually going to get over it because I've just moved house. So I've got loads of furniture left over. So I'm going to chop up some of that and turn that into a comic. All right. Um, which is, uh, I've, I've just said out loud that I'm going to do that now. And I don't know if I'm even capable of doing it. But I'm going <laughs> to give it a go. And that's what I'm going to put in my proposal. So, uh, <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah. So um, thank you for listening to us on Alpha Podflight and hopefully you will come and listen to another episode.